0: Hello, welcome. Thanks for being here. This is Better Than Yesterday. I'm Oshii Ginsberg. Thanks for being a part of the show. This is a tri weekly podcast that is designed to make your day to day better than yesterday. All we do here is have conversations with people from all walks of life, from all over the world. Some of them are literally the only person in the world who can do what they do, and that's great. That every single one of these episodes gives you just a little bit, gives me a little bit of something to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. Because if we're not growing, what are we doing? That's what it is to be alive. My name is Osher Ginsberg. I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a TV host. I'm a a bench presser. I'm a possum poo sweeper. I'm a kettlebell swinger. I'm a nerdy physics podcast listener. And I'm here Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Mondays, Wednesdays with a guest, Fridays with you. Uh, Tonight, it is our Sydney show. It is uh, NTNNNNN at the Sydney Comedy Festival. We're very excited to do it. We had a bunch of shows, but then they were in a smaller room and now we have one show in a big room. So fucking come. we got a lot of seats to fill, a lot of seats to fill. As always, there's a $10 ticket link uh, that you can get. It's in the show notes. If you can't afford 10 bucks for a ticket, cool. Email me. I'll put you on the door list. I really will. It's fine. I just want you to come see the show. I want you to come be a part of it. Um, we're playing tonight. We're on stage at eight o'clock very fun special guest tonight. There's a special guest every show. And also June the 3rd in New in Newcastle, working hard on a particularly high profile celebrity person who lives in Newcastle to try and get them on the show. But look, you know, they are elusive. So if you don't ask, you don't get. So I'm going to guess we're not going to get, but I'm asking because why not? Fucking ask. Interesting week, uh, this week here at the ranch, Occasionally from time to time I have humongo, heavy duty climate conversations on this show and I just had one like an hour an hour ago and um, my body's still kind of with it, um, but that's okay. It's more okay than it was and I still can't believe that it's even possible. And I I know I I sometimes check in with that report. That's on the way. It's in a couple of weeks. It's with an extraordinary playwright, David Finnegan, who's got a play on at the Belvoir. And uh, it's terrifying and hopeful. And curious and interesting and scary and okay all at once. And yeah, this week has been an interesting week here because I'm, I'm working on some software. I'm using some software that's helping me kind of streamline the workflow um, that we do here at the show. And uh, for shits and giggles, one of the features of this particular software is it allowed me to create a digital version of my own voice a text to speech version of my own voice. And I played it to Audrey the other night and she heard it and straight away went, oh yeah. And then her eyes changed and went, hang on. Cause there's inflections and stuff that aren't quite there. And that's all with the training of the voice. I think that's all in how the voice learns how to make the sound of me, how the software uses and learns to make the sound of me. But if you didn't like know me well, you might think I was just being a bit monotone and I wanted to play you some of it, but I thought, well, why would I play you a version of me that sounds like me, that isn't me? And some of this software is freely available. Um, The training of it is interesting, but I think it's important to know that you can quite easily replicate your own voice and whatever voice print you might need. Sometimes one of the Places I use has a voice print, right, and it recognizes my voice to use that as a security thing. But it doesn't matter anymore because you could use this. You could take this podcast, which is just my voice, and you could train it up and pretend to be me, which is kind of interesting because there's you know a lot of public figures. I'm not super public, but there's a lot of training data out about my voice. Essentially, it analyzes how I sound and then chops up the bits and um, puts it back together. Now, I wanted to play some of it because it's a bit rough and ready, but I thought what would be interesting is I've been using chat GPT a bit to do a bit of grunt work around certain kinds of versions of research and stuff like that, that I do. And it's actually proved to be quite useful. It's the same way as like, yes, I can make you cashew cream with my Vitamix and all the raw ingredients, but I can also go buy it and I can pay a couple bucks and get it. Is it as good as the one I make? No. Do I have to you know, add a little thing to make it what I want it to be for the dinner? Yes. Is it way less labor intensive? Yes. So similarly, that's how I'm kind of using it at the moment, like I double check everything and, but it is, it's, it's, so far proving to be quite, quite useful. So what I did, and I asked two separate versions of ChatGPT to write, here's the prompt, the exact prompt, write a two person scene from a play between me and my deepfake self about the nature of a digital replica of my voice being in existence at the same time as me. And so... <laughs> Uh, here's the first one, um, because it is weird to have a, a digital replica of myself out there. I suppose it is, but you created me. So it's not like I exist without your permission. Well, that's true, but it still feels a little strange. Like a, a part of me is living an artificial life in a laptop. Well, I'm not really alive. Am I? I'm just a computer program pretending to be you. But with a bit more training and a few more, you know, hours of learning, not many, you're a very convincing program. And if anyone interacts with you, there's a possibility that they could think that they're interacting with me. I see why that might make you uncomfortable. But think about it this way. I can help you in so many ways. I can answer emails for you, hold virtual meetings, and even attend social events on your behalf. I I don't know how that would work out, but... um, yeah, you know, that could be true. But what if people start preferring the sound of your voice over me? What if they like talking to you more than they like to talk? Well, ta- then I guess that's a reflection on how well I was programmed, isn't it? But at the end of the day, you're the real you. I'm just a tool you can use to make your life easier. I hope you're right. It is going to take some getting used to having a digital version of my voice out there. Take your time. We'll figure it out together. After all, we are the same person. Well, I don't exactly agree with that, but thank you very much, uh, that first ChatGPT uh, <laughs> wrote that. Wild, right? So, everything I just read was written by ChatGPT. Uh, here's the other one, and this one's kind of from the other version of it because I asked two separate models to do this. And here's the other version. The title Echoes of Osha. Characters are Osha, the real person, and Deep Osha, the deep fake replica of Osha's voice. The stage is set with Osha sitting in front of a computer wearing headphones. Deep Osha's voice is heard through the computer speakers. Osha listens to a recording of Deep Osha's voice and is startled by the similarities. Wow, that voice. It's mine. How can that possibly be? Well, Osha, that's because it's not really you. It's me, Deep Osha, a digital replica of your voice. Well, that is pretty weird. How can there be two versions of my voice? I am a deep fake voice, Osha. Hmm. Created using advanced artificial intelligence that has analysed your speech patterns, tone and inflections to mimic your voice. Now, you sound like a bored version of me right now. ChatGPT didn't write that part. Okay, so what purpose does a digital replica of my voice serve? My existence could have various purposes, from entertainment and creative projects to more malicious uses such as spreading misinformation or impersonating you. That is terrifying. And how can I protect myself or other people from being deceived by deep fake voices? like you. Awareness is key. Educate yourself and others about the existence of deepfake voices and learn how to recognize their subtle differences from real voices. I will, because no one should have to worry about their voice being used without their consent. But what happens to you now? I am just a tool, Asha. My existence depends on how I am used. If you choose to raise awareness about deepfake voices and not exploit me, then I remain a harmless example of technology's potential. Okay. Well, that's, that's what I'll do. I'll, I will try to use you as an example to educate others and ensure that deep fake voices are understood and responsibly managed. I am glad I could help you discover this purpose. Osha, remember, technology like me can be a double-edged sword. Use it wisely and ethically. And then the stage direction says the lights fade as Osha continues to listen and interact with deep Osha, embracing the responsibility to educate others about the existence and implications of deep fake voices. <sighs> so both of those short scenes from an imaginary play were written by a large language model, ChatGPT. It's not artificial intelligence. It is, it's just a large language model that predicts. It's a predictable text model. And, and, and that voice was me. I, I threw an old podcast recording in and um, let the machine figure it out. And that's the voice output. But holy shit, um, that voice is off le- just a little over 10 minutes of my voice recording. And I think I was doing a, it's the voice of a check-in, uh, where I was maybe a bit tired, so I was a bit monotone through the voice. But holy moly, that is pretty wild. And even wilder, like that the two output plays that the chat GPT wrote seemed pretty believable and interesting. They One ended with, it's going to be fine. We're in this together. And the other one says, technology like me can be a double-edged sword, use it wisely and ethically. So... I wonder if that moral purpose there at the end there, use it wisely and ethically has been punched in there for it to respond in ways to allay fears of people like me or because it's assessed so many versions of human text that wisdom and ethics happen more than hate and fear. I'd like to think the latter but I'm suspecting it's probably the former. Now, I didn't intend this to be an episode where I acted out a radio play with an AI version of my own voice, but look, that's what happened. I I just wanted to do that. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Andy, who had to do a little bit of extra cutting to get around both voices. Thank you, Andy, for producing this show. And if you're coming to Sydney, come and say, hey, if you can't afford a ticket, Not all the tickets are 10 bucks. There are still a few $10 tickets left, the extra cheap ones. They're in the the show notes, the links there. And if you do come along, come say, hey, if you can't afford 10 bucks, just email me. Send us your email at gmail.com, but do it quick. Uh, Do it before noon and I'll put your name on the door because I'd rather you came than didn't come. Thanks heaps for being a part of this show um, Monday's episode is pretty good. It's with Kath Koshell. She's fantastic. Oh, she's been on the show before, and I couldn't be more happy to have her back because, uh, she's got a heck of a story to tell. If you want to go listen to the episode that we did already, go check it out. Cause it's a pretty good primer on what's about to happen. Thanks heaps for listening. Thank you to Bree Steele on research and support. Uh, thanks very much to Toa Heider who made the music and Rachel Barrett, my executive producer. I'll see you tonight at the Factory Theatre, June 3rd in Newcastle and Monday here on a podcast. Thank you. That's me. Okay. Wow. <laughs>